Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. Pleased to have back in studio our first Sports Connection of 2023. Tate, welcome back. I hope you had a great Christmas and a very happy new year. I did. It was it was great and I hope yours was as well. No, it was. Glad to be back though. Only so much time you can take off, right? You start You start offering to go to the store. Yes. I'll go. You went this morning. It's okay. I'll, I'll go again. So I bet Coach Matthews goes to the store and does pull some of those moves, doesn't he? Coach Matthews starts looking for something to do on Christmas <laughs> Day about twelve thirty one. Starts checking stuff he normally wouldn't check. Like, yes. hey, let me got to make sure the has in the area. <laughs> so he had a good one. Well, I'm glad you did. And listen, it's it's that exciting time of year. Wrestling. Heading towards the postseason, bowling. We'll have that coming up uh, very soon, and then obviously basketball with the district games, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Here we go, heading towards the postseason again. Yep, it's that time now. It's that time. District season's getting ramped up a little bit. Had some, got a little teaser uh, Friday night, uh, you know, and there were some, uh, as we expected, there were some very. Tightly contested ball games. Some great games. It's going to be fun the next, what, four weeks, five weeks? It's going to be some great games. Hey, and and then real quick, side note, Music City Bowl, you're in attendance. Wait a second. Let's, you trying to bum me out here? No, 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 no. no. I mean, it is what it is. That's okay. Y'all been on a heck of a run. You can't win them all. True. But I would say for the first time ever, we had a Wilco athlete starting at quarterback in the Music City Bowl, Destin Wade. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, I thought he did a good job. He did a great job. First snaps of the season, he goes 18 for 30. Everybody remembers the two pick sixes, but it's not like he was playing against Ball State. No. That's a top 10 defense. Yes, really good team. So I thought it was very cool, man. And uh, he, he is, he's going, There's going to be a lot more snaps. But, yeah, you're right, 18 for 30. Remember, this time last year, uh, three weeks before he was in Chattanooga playing right. high school football, man. So very and cool. his first snaps of the year, first snaps of the year, and 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 his brother played well as well. So very cool. Tate, before we talk about wrestling and basketball, let's talk a little volleyball. Uh, welcome to Coach Sarah Rucker. She's the new volleyball coach at Brentwood High School. Former coach of Hillsboro. Now, a couple things here. First of all, she gets Hillsboro to the state tournament this past year. First time since 82. What is... I was 11 in 1982. Do you see the... uh, Do you see it here? Have you picked it up on it yet? There's a reason why I I do. What, 82? Yeah. Oh, Brentwood opened in 82. Yeah. What about that? Well, and here's another thing to add to it. Hillsboro, great run. They beat Ravenwood in the sectional. They go to the state tournament. They lose in the consolation semis to Brentwood. Brentwood. And who did they beat in the district region tournament? Didn't they get Ravenwood? Ravenwood. Yeah. So yeah. they're used to. Oh, I said sectional, didn't I? Maybe. It was a sectional. Yeah, sectional. Sectional. Yep. So, so anyway, a lot of, lot, of, lot of things going on there. Uh, uh, I like because Coach Rucker said, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> Which I thought wow. was kind of cool. That is good. So she's got a pretty good little pedigree there. It's a tough job. It's a lot of high pressure in that particular position. Uh, again, shout out to Coach Cram, who took that job for a couple years. And listen, it's not easy. It's not easy. Not that one. So now she's she's too removed. 
from the legend, maybe it eases up a little bit. Expectation's still going to be there. Yes, especially at that program. So, uh, but she knows that going in. She can handle it. I mean, she not only does she is she here, but she plays against them. She can handle it, and she's ready for it. And and she, hey, you know, um, that's a tough job for a lot of reasons. But the job she had was tough for different reasons. So, she's up for it. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of and fun. And the cupboard is not bare. A lot of good young talent. Not bare at all. <laughs> uh, Tate, let's talk a little wrestling. The Johnny Drennan Memorial Tournament at Father Ryan. And we're going to open up 2023 with this, Jim. You didn't wait long. Tournament dates back to 1968. Yeah. And I, I, I wasn't born then. No. 1968. But you, you, you talk about this. It's kind of like the... Uh, uh, the track event that we have in the in the spring that, that that you know a lot about and talk about, but talk about this one. When you're talking wrestling, you're talking about Middle Tennessee. I don't think it's a stretch to say, in terms of depth of field, you win this, you're probably the favorite for the state tournament, assuming you're not wrestling someone in your class. Yes, yeah, good point. Um, yeah, it's it's the measuring stick for sure. It has been since maybe not 1968, but very shortly after. But You've got, what, 54 teams, uh, teams from other states. You've got uh, A, AA teams, AAA teams, Division II teams. So, you know, you, you're very – if you win this, it's, there's a very good chance that you've beaten at least one, maybe two, sometimes even three state champions. So <clears throat> it's the best of the best. And like we said, there's teams from Union – County, Kentucky. And they were the winners. They were the winners. They're good. They're they're kind of the they're the Cleveland of Kentucky wrestling. Now you'll appreciate this. Union County, Kentucky, graduate of Union County in 1988, Mr. David Woods, Portland High School. Let's be dang. Hey, where is that? What's it near? It's Western Park. Western, okay. Yeah. So above Bowling Green? Yes. They're good. They're good. They're really good. They come down every year. Uh, they defeated um, Father Ryan. Going into day two, I think Brentwood was sitting at three, uh, maybe even second. So, you know, that, that, that means – what does that mean? It means you got a lot of guys still in, 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 in uh, having a chance to place. So, uh, but, yeah, man, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a prestigious tournament. It's a tough tournament. All the coaches will tell you they're going there to get tested. But also, you'll have a pretty good idea where you're going to be. And you're right. If you win that one, unless you hit somebody that's in your own division – you got to be one of the favorites to go win the state tournament. Landon DeSelli, Summit at 138, gets our only uh, win. I say only like that's a disappointment. We had a lot of great results, though. Yeah. Uh, he defeats the defending state champion from South Carolina. He was down 9-2 in that final. Uh, I, excuse me, he won 9-2 right. uh, in that championship. Ken Curtis from Fairview at 195, he defeats a state champion in the semis, and he was down. Comes yes. all the way back, ties it late, ends up with a win. Jarvis Little of Summit at 126 is a runner-up. And Brock, don't call me Slim Whitman at 145 for Franklin. For those of you out there that don't know Slim Whitman, please look that up. Look it up. Listen, and don't kid yourself, Tate. According to my recent, according to my sources, Slim had sold more albums than Elvis Presley internationally. Keyword is had, and when was this? Because I think they need to run those those numbers again. But I will say this: Slim is in the all-time mustache Hall of Fame. He's up all there time. with Tom Selleck and Sam Elliott. And 
All time. Gary Rankin and Jimmy Maynard, man. <laughs> uh, Slim Whitman had it, it is on the all mustache team, the all mad mustache team. Um, I like that one. Y'all need to young people Google that. But yeah, Brock Brock's going to be fine. Was runner up in the tournament last right. year, you know. And, and Kendrick Curtis, uh, he he got runner up to the, I can't remember his name. The young man at Drysdale County, tough kid. A little side note on that one. That guy's pretty special. He's the defending state champion from Charlesdale County. He's the only member of the team. It's a one-man team. He wow. has to go elsewhere and practice. Tough kid. That, now, that's cool. It is cool. That makes it hard to root against that kid. <laughs> yeah. It really, really does. Yeah. So, and 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 Landon, uh, did you see uh, Charles Pulliam, as always, wrote a – Charles loves wrestling, and he loves – Johnny Drennan. It's still the Father Ryan Invitational to me, but but if Coach Simpson calls it the Johnny Drennan, I guess we better too. But 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 Pulliam wrote a great article on on the Williamson Herald. Did you see what this, uh, um, Landon said? I did. So he said a lot of things. He, but. he, he was he was pleased, glad that he won. But that's that's not the goal. The goal is to win. He the wants the big one. Yeah, yeah. He wants, he the, wants big the big one. one. Uh, Wyatt Gibbs from Brentwood finished third. He defeated Independence uh, Spencer Kahn. Yep. In the third place match, Patrick Stiblo from Centennial at 220 finishes third. He defeats Noah Dixon from Brentwood, and then Arash Yazdani of Brentwood finishes fourth. So you look at those team results, Tate. You got Summit eight, Brentwood. I'm telling you, yep. watch out for Brentwood now. Oh yeah, they've got a really good squad. They finished ninth. Hey, what, what does that remind you of when you look at that Brentwood team? Those results. What do you mean? They're kind of like in track. What do we talk about? Oh, the numbers. That's right. That's right. They're going to point uh, you to death. What did you call that one? Death by a thousand guys. <laughs> we brought that back for 2023. So Summit 8, Brentwood 9, Franklin 11th. They're making a move too. Fairview 16, Indy 21, uh, Ravenwood 25th, Centennial 34. So another great tournament, another great showing. Nolansville. Quietly doing their – now, they didn't go to the, the Drennan tournament, but they win the Michael Pruitt Invitational in Alabama. Chase Mays at 152. Zach Sinner at 182, both champions. Elena Montpool of, of, of Nolensville was wrestling at the Stewart's Creek tournament. She finishes third. Paige, they finished fourth at the Red Hawk Rumble. Ronan O'Connell was the champion at 285. And then we had a duel last week. Summit defeats Paige. 53-21. So a lot going on in wrestling. It's getting that time of year, kind of like basketball, that it's uh, you start looking towards that postseason already. No doubt about it. Summit and Brentwood both in the top ten in that tournament. Really good. Uh, remember, we had teams from Wisconsin, South Carolina, it's Kentucky, incredible. private schools. Uh, Franklin, you mentioned uh, them being 11th. Coach Kathy's done a great job. Number one thing you got to do, you've seen it now. First thing you got to do is get out numbers. Right, you can't win when you got four weight classes. Trousdale, they're not winning. <laughs> they're not, but they got to do. That's right. <laughs> don't look for them in the team standings. You got to get out numbers. Coach Kathy, he's a he's a Franklin guy. He's a Franklin uh, alum. He's done a great job getting out numbers. Right, and then uh, Nolansville. I'd be interested to see. I'd love to talk to Coach Melzoni. I, I need to ask him why they didn't go. My oh, guess, I was surprised. Well, me too. But my guess is. They were in that really tough tournament in, in, in North Carolina two weeks ago. Maybe didn't want to go back to back there, so they go down to – do you know where the the Michael Pruitt Invitational is? Well, I know, but I'm not sure if it's uh, – we're going to do like 
we do in the southern states and spell one way and we pronounce it another. No, you're right. You'd be pronouncing it right. A-R-A-B. A-R-A-B Alabama. A-R-A-B Alabama. <laughs> it's right before Lake Gunnersville. Coach Wild knows a great catfish restaurant on Lake Gunnersville. But yeah, A-R-A-B Alabama. Um, long A. Long A. <laughs> Ahab the Arab. Uh, what's that guy's name? The, yeah, you do. Ray Stevens. He had a song. Ahab the Arab. But anyways, my guess is didn't want to put that North Carolina team. I mean, that didn't want to stack right. the, the the Johnny Drennan on top of that. Well, it wasn't because. But, but was, I would have loved to have known where they would have finished. Me up. too. I can assure you this: they weren't running from anyone. No. Or hiding. No. They're no. good. And then last thing on wrestling. Ronan O'Connell. What does he do in oh, the fall? Doesn't he, doesn't he play another sport? Oh, he plays football. Doesn't he have a UT <laughs> offer? Wrestling, uh, that's not hurting his uh, college football opportunities. They're actually helping him. At all. It's helping a lot. Yes. Not hurting at all. Hey, Tate, let's talk a little basketball. First time we've been together since the holidays. A lot happened during the Christmas holiday. And I always say with, with, with basketball, a lot happens in terms of figuring out about your team. You know, our, who's the, the lineup maybe gets a little bit shorter. To me, you really determine what kind of team you're going to have during that Christmas break. You have an opportunity maybe to be together. You go to a tournament somewhere, which a couple of our teams did. The chemistry kind of gets worked out. Uh, really, the highlight, I thought, was Franklin and Indy going down to so cool. Florida, and they play one another, and they have a great game, a 77-75 win by Franklin where they hit 25 threes. And, and, overtime. 25 threes. So they both go all the way to Freeport, Alabama. Craziness. To play in the Hilton Sandestin Sandest, blowout, that's right. beach blowout. That's right. And they end up seeing each other in the finals, nice. and they go to uh, they go to overtime. Must From from all accounts, it's just a fantastic game. And uh, Anytime those two get together. I, uh, it's coming up soon. End of the week, maybe? The 20th, I believe, of the today. month. And that's at Franklin. That's right, at Franklin. I play. You better, you better get there at the beginning of the girls' game or you're not getting in. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> it's really exciting. Hey, let's talk about some of these district matchups this past week. We're going to start off talking about the WCTV game of the week on the girls' side. This one surprised me. Even though they won last year, it, it surprised me. Indy with a 58-55 win over Summit. And, and I think what surprised me maybe even more – is Indy was coming off a loss to Fairview on Tuesday. Yep. So Tuesday night, you've got a home game. You're playing Fairview. Fairview breaks like a 12-game losing streak by getting that win. So you figure, hey, it's trending. But, listen, rivalries. Coach Hill does a good job. They end up getting that win. Riley Brooks broke a 50-50 to tie with a big layup with a minute and a half left. Anna Gibbs hits a couple of free throws to put them up 54-50. And then Summit just couldn't quite get back in that game. So it's a big win for Independence, not only because it's the border battle, but it's the first district game of the year they're 1-0. Well, Coach Jeremy Moore, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but I saw in the paper he said the way he's looking at it and been talking to his team is these are going to be six one-week seasons uh, starting in, in the beginning of the year. Well, and I like that. I like I that too. I thought it was good. So Coach Hill and the Lady Eagles can say we're 1-0. One and zero. One and zero. Week one, we're one and zero, uh, and you know what I like about this? Um, the different personalities, right? But Coach Hill wins everywhere he goes. He does, and he's definitely made Independence better, and I think pretty dang quick. That thing was 
not in great shape when he got there. Not in great shape, and he's and done a really good job. He has, and and uh, uh, I feel like when the way they won, do, players win games. But do you chalk do you chalk that up to the scout the game plan? I think it's part of it yeah. for sure. I think the big thing that happened. Uh, and I want to mention Savannah C, 14 points. Riley Brooks, who we mentioned earlier, also in double figures. To me, this was the stat. Summit had three threes. Yeah. Indy had three threes. So if you would have said before the game, hey, Indy and Summit are going to hit the same amount of threes, I would have said, well, that gives Indy their only chance to win. So they did a good job guarding the three-point line. Nicole Rosani has 24. But Quinn Johnston, who's been hitting a ton, only had five. So nice job defensively. Uh, by independence on Quinn. Yep. Said, uh, because you look at it, they, even uh, they beat him, but some still scored 55 points. So, I mean, he had to have said, look, they might score 70 on us, but it ain't going to be from three-point range. Well, I think if you talk to Coach Wild and you say, hey, you're going to score 55, he would have said, then That's we'll a win. win. Yeah. Those rivalry games, man, you never know. He'll definitely, he'll definitely spend some time on huddle. Uh, Watching that one. For sure. <laughs> uh, Brentwood, and listen, I. They made some threes. Brentwood, right now, on the girls' side, may be playing better than anyone in WCS. They made 14 threes. They've won 12 games in a row. Now, listen, I'm, I may be going out on a limb saying this. Stay tuned. Of all, not, not quite, maybe, but of all the Brentwood teams I've seen since I've, I've been here, and then we played them a lot when I was at Beach, too, this may be. The most talented Brentwood girls team I've seen, one, one through five. It's pretty good. Athleticism, what is it when you say that? I think they've got, they've got all the, some good ones. They've got all the pieces. Yeah. I think a lot of teams have been dominated by a player or two. They've got several young ladies who can play, led by Ella Ryan. 22 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. She hit four threes. She's only a sophomore. Uh, Natalie Halstead, 11 points. Brianna Keating Rendon with nine points. I just think their depth and quality of player, it's it's one of the best teams they've had. Yeah. I like it. And he lets them, he lets lets them, them go. play, too. Let's them go. Uh, Centennial, obviously, suffering from the loss of Gorday. Yes. Addison Gorday's out for a while. Uh, hopefully she can get back. I'm not sure if it'll be this season or not. Uh, but Bethany Wright gets 11. Uh, and then Kelly Lacker, eight points. But that was going to be a tough row to hold for Centennial, especially without Gorday. No doubt about it. And, you know, 14 made threes, that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard for anybody to overcome. That's, They're shooting like that, you're in trouble. That's stroking it. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Uh, Tate, how about Nolansville Ravenwood? We haven't really talked about Nolo a lot. Playing really well. And, again, they have some youth on that team with Coach Ladd's team. Yeah, they do. And Emily Hunter led the way. 11 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 blocks. It's a pretty good game. Pretty, uh, It's well-rounded. <laughs> it's kind of like those state uh, tournament runs they were on. They had some players like that. Jenna Ruth Moyer, 10 points, 6 rebounds, 5 steals, 4 assists. She had to have gotten some sort of a game ball or a, uh, a shout-out, turnover chain, whatever. Uh, that's, that's really, really strong. Coach Ladd's building that thing back up. Elizabeth Flynn and Emma Rail each scored 11 points uh, for the Lady Raptors. So that's a nice win for It's a nice win. 46-41 at Nowensville. And listen, on Tuesday night, Brentwood beats them 39-35. Yeah. Nowensville's right there. They're right there. And, and, and 
one, only getting beat by Brentwood by four, but holding them under 40 points, that's... That's pretty strong. Well, Ella Ryan and, and, Hall, and Natalie Halstead and uh, Brianna Keaton, uh, uh, Rendon had 42 points <laughs> just together against Centennial. <laughs> that's three less than... Than the whole squad. Well, right. no one's funneling people inside. Got the big girl in there who can defend. Uh, tall. That's kind of the so way. You got to watch saying big tall girl. That's tall girl. Right. Yeah. Tall. Yes. <laughs> I have four sisters. The five. Look, I, the four. I, know, I know this deal. I've got yeah, you should have known better than that. Uh, uh, that's the way Coach Ladd likes to play, though, isn't it? Yeah. He's doing a really good job. Love Coach Ladd. You think Coach Ladd was mad the other night in that Jacksonville game? Yes. Whew. I do. I think he was real mad. It's a good thing it was on Saturday. <laughs> he had Sunday to cool off before practice. Battle of 840. Non-district game, but Battle of 840. Page Girls 70-37 to 37 over Fairview. Again, Fairview with that big win over Independence on Tuesday night. Braley Bushman, who's having a great year, 27 points. Avery Payne, 10. For Fairview, Maddie Brewer, 14 points. And I don't think we're surprised that Paige wins. But again, Fairview, they were – that's a huge win Tuesday night. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, maybe they've kind of found something. And that game was at Fairview. So, uh, nice win there for Coach Kaufman and his squad. Franklin with a 38-53 loss at Hillsborough. Here's something you're not going to be able to overcome. Franklin only shoots 29% from the field. If you do that in basketball, you're probably not going to win. And Hillsborough's good. Yes, they are. Um and they were part of that 29% from sure. the field. Yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, and they know that. Amy Elliott, though, she was all over the, uh, the court, 11 points, 13 rebounds. From your point guard. Point guard. 13 rebounds. Against Hillsborough. Nice job, Amy. Kind of hard to, when you're talking to the rest of them, like our point guard's getting 13 rebounds, guys. <laughs> gals. Come uh, on. Come on. <laughs> Got to pick it up. Emma Powell had 10 points, too, but um, – wasn't there, but I would think Hillsborough had a lot to do with that. Coach Hahn's doing a good job. She is, and the thing about it with Franklin, I've said this for a while. You look at Franklin the past few years, there's a year here and a year, and it kind of goes up and down. They've had a lot of coaching changes. Yeah. It's hard to have coaching changes and have a program. Coach Hahn, hopefully she's there. I thought Coach Johnson did a good job sort of keeping it between the ditches there for a couple of years. He wanted Rachel to take it, and now she's got it. So we'll see how that goes, hopefully – uh, they can get that thing turned around. Uh, boys' side, let's start off talking about the border, border battle. Again, WCTV game of the week, 64-37. Independence over Summit. They get the sweep on Friday night, winning the girls' game also. And let's take a look, Tate, at those, at those plays, not play, plays nice. of the week. Wait's able to get himself some good looks. Unfortunately, not able to cash in for most of them. Well, he may be able to cash this one in. Bam! Witt sending it in. That's a pretty easy one for a 6'9 guy. Oh. Oh. Well, that was quite a – oh, my. We got a we got triple team going on. Montgomery. Oh, oh good move. Yeah. Montgomery with the steal, the behind-the-back move, able to lay it in. For the Eagles. Yeah, he had a good run. Oh. Montgomery <laughs> behind the back again. Makes it look easy. 
Well, first of all, it's great to hear our man, PB, <laughs> bowling coach extraordinaire Paul Brees on the call. But, well, uh, and I was told, listen, by, by intern Lance, that sometimes the play of the week is determined by the play and the reaction. Oh. So, Coach Brees doing a nice job with well, the reaction. he was fired up on this one. Uh, several things on that, but the number one, two, one, the catch that Whit made, Whit made on the first one, nice. I, I think goes to show not only is he a good uh, a basketball player, but his athleticism. But three, you know, I mean, two, you hear about the scoring when it comes to Jet Montgomery, which obviously he does that very well, but active on defense, hands on balls, making steals and, and turnovers. And he's, he's more than just a scorer. Uh, which I know involved he, in all three plays? Yes, yeah, right. Involved in all three plays, and 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 uh, th that behind the back was that was pretty nice. So, um, you think Coach Stedham would like to have Tylen Lewis playing he, some football for him? Oh heck yeah, <laughs> yeah. You watch him play, and that. you're like, that's a Division One football player, maybe. Shoot, yeah, man. No pressure, well, Tylen. I'd want Witt out there too. No kidding. I'd take all of them. He but, was running flags. <laughs> Witt, was you like, hey man, get out there and yeah. Play on the thing, right? Kind of like, kind of like uh, uh, Brentwood started doing a little bit with uh, Cochran when they get down on the goal line. You know, just put them out there, throw it up. That's there. right. Just toss it up. No, Thailand would be a, a really good one, but but again, very nice plays there. Uh, but but I do love that man. You know, when I, your teams were like that at Franklin, you know, you guys had guys that could shoot and Glover, but you know, I think that went unnoticed sometimes. Glover was very active on the other side of the court as well. Very active. 41-30 entering the fourth quarter. Indy goes on a 23-7 run. And, you know, we talk about Montgomery. 24 points, four threes. Tylen Lewis, 13 points. But Houston Hicks had a nice little run there. He scores a bucket late in the third that makes it a double-digit lead. He scores the first five points of the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, that lead has been stretched out to 16 points, so want to give Houston a shout-out uh, for sure. Nice job of him. Uh, Alex Pollard, the only senior for Summit, leads them in scoring with 13 points. Maybe the game of the night on Friday. Centennial 42 at Brentwood 40. Uh, Coach Moore, Coach Bond have brought the old 9 AAA into WCS. You know, we're used to get scores in the 70s and 80s. No. <laughs> Game's in the low 40s. Yes. <laughs> but a great game. It did. That, that, I, that looked like a Laverne uh, Wilson Central score That's from exactly what 2005. It's like. <laughs> exactly. Every miss is like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but nice game there. Uh, those I like that matchup. Yeah. The, the, that matchup's always going to be one, I think, that is a, a great game. Centennial grabbed that lead. Early in the fourth, 39-31, and from there, there wasn't much scoring, really. No. Well, and, and, and 42 uh, to 40 win, that was a huge win for the, for the Cougars and Coach Moore. Uh, I think that was even maybe a little lower scoring than what he thought, but, but it's what he <laughs> wanted. But, uh, but that's how they're going to beat those teams, right? And, 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 and the thing about it is they left some on the table with missed free throws towards the, towards the middle to the end of the fourth quarter. So got the win. Like uh, like the executive producer of this show always says, don't ever no, apologize ever. for a win, ever. But I do think that with the free throws, they made that thing a little bit closer than it needed to be. Another great performance by Daniel Cochran, uh, the most athletic big man out there. He's, I think Coach Moore called him a 6'7 guard. Uh, great player. 
but it's pretty nice when you got a guy like Dom Reed who can you're not going to shut Daniel down, but 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 he can play defense on him probably better than most. So uh, a matchup within the matchup, I think that that was pretty fun for the for the spectators to watch was Dominic Reed and, and Daniel Cochran going at it. Well, it's 42-40. Cochran brings the length of the floor. He has to kind of shoot a double pump three, but it, it's because of the defense of Reed. Yep. Did a great job on him. The ball got loose. Time expires. 42-40. Tanner Lee, 13 points for Centennial. Malachi Moore, 10. Daniel Cochran, 13. Malachi Moore, 10 <laughs> points. Much better shooting stroke than his father. It's pretty cool, man. I remember – you yeah. do too. Oh, we, yeah. We remember when Kai was – Right. Walking around with Jordans on his feet and a pacifier in his mouth, man. That's pretty neat. Listen, those three guys we just mentioned all play multiple sports. That's right. Football, basketball, baseball, baseball. represented. Do it all. That's right. Do it all, young people. Do it all, man. You only get one shot of this. One shot, if you're lucky. Ravenwood, 53-48 over No One's One. That's a game that No One's will really – they had to lead the whole game pretty yeah. much. But I'm telling you about this Ravenwood team. Number one, they play close games. Number two, they've got a knack at the end of games pulling these things out, which is a great – you would think they had a lot of seniors, but they don't. They don't. Just got a couple that play a lot. They're down 42-34 entering the fourth quarter. They go on a 19-6 run in the fourth quarter to get that win, 53-48. And I'll tell you, the momentum changed when sophomore Max Kempel – Hits a couple of big threes. And the thing I love about him, number one, he's got a great stroke. Number two, no conscience. He's like, I'm letting this thing fly, uh, <laughs> which, you know, sometimes makes you get excited as a coach. Sometimes it makes you pull your hair out, which obviously Coach Whitlock would have to turn and pull somebody else's hair. Correct. If he was going to do that. He can work on his beard a little bit. But I'm telling you, they just have this thing at the end of games. Uh, watch out for Ravenwood. Well, that's what I was going to say. They're, they're kind of hard to figure out, right? The, as well as Franklin's playing, who's beat them twice? Uh, Ravenwood. Ravenwood, man. Um, so, I think, yeah, if you don't match up well with them, I think they cause you cause you a lot of problems. But you're right. And then you, you got him, you got Max, sophomore Max Kemple contributing from the three-point range. You already know we got the, the floor general, uh, Evan Gaynor, running the point. And then Rocco Lamuno with 20 points. He's a, he's a guy who can – if he gets going, he can put up big numbers on you. So, All guys that will be playing next year, too. That's right. This isn't their it's last. It's going to be a nice two-year run for them. It's not their uh, last rodeo, so to speak. Hey, Nolansville, Coach Gadice is doing a nice job. Yes. They're going to have – they've had some good wins. They're going to have a big breakout win against one of these teams. You can just feel it. Uh, getting great leadership from Charles Winfrey, the senior. Uh, also some nice play from Lucas Pring, whose mom's the assistant coach there. Uh, for Nolensville girls, about. absolutely. Yeah. And Adam McCullen had a nice game for uh, for Nolensville too. So I know it was frustrating for Coach Gadice and his staff, but I'm telling you, Nolensville, they're going to be picking some people off that when the year started you would have said no way. That's right. Played well the other night. Battle of 840, page 40, Fairview 49. Nice bounce back from Fairview. They had lost to Independence on Tuesday night. And when you watch that game, you're like – man, you're watching two of the better teams in WCS regardless of class. The thing I like about Fairview's team, a lot of things to like about them. To me, as much as any team I've watched, everybody knows their role. It's important. Everybody uh, buy, it buys into their role. You can just feel it by watching them. So that's, that's a credit to those players as well as Coach McCoy. 
Uh, Mays, McCoy, Nathan Dillingham, both 11 points. I love McCoy's stat line, though, Tate. 11 points. Five assists, four rebounds. Stat stuffer. Stat stuffer. Jonathan Sawyer, same way. Good teammate. Uh, Sawyer's big kid. Yeah, Eight points, but he gets six assists from that post position. Again, they've got some – they're a team that you could look up and go, oh, yeah, they're, they're in the state tournament, and I know why. They've got a shot. Yes. And I think this is the year they've been building towards that. So. And they've played a really nice schedule. Only loss besides Independence is to a really good Gallatin team. That's right. Who they lost to in that Hickman County the tournament. The general. <laughs> yeah, I, I like this team. That's and that's a good win, man. Page is um, Page has been playing been playing well, and so for Fairview to get that win, uh, you're right. He, he's he's playing a tough schedule, getting ready to to, to get to the end of January, and it's going to pay dividends. Both teams start district play this week. Fairview at Harpeth, Page at Lawrence County. Final game of the week. Uh, Franklin with a tough loss at a very good Hillsboro, 55-61. The teams had a combined three losses entering the game. Hillsboro with one loss. Franklin with two losses to Ravenwood, Ravenwood. which is pretty incredible. You know, it's kind of a, uh, a sad part of the game, and it's just part of athletics. Franklin's Christian Brown. He goes down. Uh, in the second quarter, has to leave the game. Really long delay. I think it was a uh, pretty emotional time for Franklin uh, to see a teammate go down. Uh, uh, you know, shout out to Christian. We're thinking about you, Christian. Uh, praying for you and uh, hoping he can get back full strength eventually. It's just it's part of the game, unfortunately. Only good thing about it is uh, he's young. So that's he's, right. He's got a couple more years. He'll heal quickly, but, yeah, that's – that's tough, man. That's that's the tough part of sports. It is. Franklin down 12 points. They get the lead early in the fourth, but you have that sense that maybe they were trying to get back in it. Sometimes that happens. You get the lead and then it's just – Did you not, spend too much energy? Yeah, it's not like it's a letdown, but maybe you did spend a lot of energy. Hey, and listen, I know I'm going to have people atting me after this. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're talking about complete player and what he means to his team, I don't know if anybody – means any more than Davis Long means to Franklin. 24 points for them. Obviously, he's their floor general. He scores 10 of, their, of his team's last 17 points in that game, which tells me when it matters, he comes through. I have no doubt, no doubt about it. He's been on a tear. Uh, you go down to uh, the, the Hilton Sandestin Classic we were talking about. He had 27 in the championship game against um, – Independence. I think he had 19 before that, 27 before that, 16 before that, and here he is putting 24 points up again. And let me tell you something. You know as well as anybody, Hillsboro is built on tough, hard-nosed defense. We're going to guard, and you don't just go in and get 24. I don't care what anybody says. You don't go in and get 24 points against Hillsboro. Uh, it's almost kind of like Jordan rules, right? He, he wasn't there, but I bet he, I bet he got bumped around a lot. <laughs> Right? Because that's just how they oh, play. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And, 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 oh, by the way, what does he do when he's not playing basketball? Well, he's a pretty good soccer player. Pretty good soccer player. And he's played some football. And I don't think that's hurt him in basketball. Hadn't hurt him at so. all. Great no, young man. He and uh, – he's fun. I've, you know, I've been able to watch him for a long time. Uh, he and – they're different, but he and Gaynor remind me of each other a lot. But, I mean, the guy just – the other thing about him is, I don't know, he ought to be running cross country. Because he never gets tired. Well, you name it, he can do it. Yep. Great young man, great He was family. a kicker for a while. I don't yep. know if he still is. but Yep. Put him in. Uh, Jack Medalli, nine, nine points, points, nine, nine rebounds. rebounds. Uh, 
you, you get a sense these teams are going to have some more of these matchups before the year ends. Obviously, going to play another district game, uh, but uh, that side of the uh, of the county, that's that district, that side of the region. Gosh, it's the better side this year. It is. It, it is. It, it, and I'm not saying. You know, Indian, Ravenwood, before y'all start, can't beat the others. But in terms of one through five, that sides. That's going to be fun to watch. It's a little better. When we get there. Not in the excuse-making business, but like you said, what happened in the second quarter, it, it changes. It changes. It changes. So, uh, I think Franklin's looking forward to another shot of them. Tate, uh, finish up with this. Going to be some great games this week. Brentwood Summit. Uh, play early in the week, Centennial Ravenwood, No One's for Franklin. And then we end the week, the WCTV game of the week, the Battle of Franklin, Centennial at Franklin. That's going to be a great game. And listen, I think Centennial, I'm talking to Coach Moore, he loves this team. He does. Don't just bank on Franklin getting that win. No. Centennial's got a nice I team. Tell you what you can bank on. <laughs> there will not be, on, on either side of that scoreboard, you will not see the first digit of the number being a seven. <laughs> you know, I get the sense, and I'm not one of these that thinks this is bad, as long as it's not dirty. There's no love lost here. Franklin Centennial. Programs or? Just no the teams. I can, no. can kind of sense it and feel it. I'm pretty sure, isn't this the Natchez game too? I think it is. They're going to do some Hall of Fame stuff. I think they're doing at, Natchez. At Franklin. Well, I think their, their teams are getting in their Hall of Fame, like a couple oh, of their awesome. teams. Very cool. And it may be. Yeah, it may be. Maybe, yeah. maybe. But I know that night yeah. they're getting a couple teams in the Hall of Fame, uh, which I know Centennial will be excited about sitting through that um, in between games. That'll be it. <laughs> no, wait a second. Also, make sure you check come Friday. Pretty sure there's there's an outside chance the location might change. It's It'll be at Franklin. It'll be at Franklin. Okay. Unless something, unless something strange happens. <laughs> gotcha. It'll be at Franklin ready to go. Well, a flagship. I'm looking forward to that game. I'll be, I'll be in attendance at that one. Tate. Then you know it's a big game. Tate, Tate great to have you back. Yeah, man. Uh, looking forward to see what happens not only as the winter finishes up, we'll be heading into spring, we'll be heading into Wilco's, and before you know it, we'll be talking about 23-24. Hey, before you know it, we'll be talking flag football again, man. <laughs> I know it's going to be 20-23, baby. It's going to be fun. Tate, thanks for being here. You too, brother. See you next week. Thank you for joining us for Sports Connection. We'll see you next time.